Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Woohoo! And welcome to Maximize Your Influence. Kurt Mortensen here, podcast 388. As we understand another persuasion IQ skill, skills of top persuaders, people that are changing the world, people that can influence on command, people that own that spray can of persuasion. We're going to talk about power, authority, and how that can help you influence and how you can influence without authority, which is a huge topic right now. Hopefully everyone's doing well, loving the nice weather, being outdoors. I know I'm loving it. The outdoors, the lakes, the mountains, the beaches. Everything's been kind of nice this week. I've been working on the secret project, the perfect persuasive presentation. It's about done. Let me know if you want to beta test it. Hit me up at Kurt, K-O-R-T at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. And while we're at it, go to MaximizeYourInfluence.com to check out our latest specials. Take your free Persuasion IQ assessment. And even pick up the latest edition of Maximum Influence. Just pick up a little shipping and handling. There you go. There's the commercial of the day. Let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Let's do the persuasion blunder. Sometimes we do the ninja. This is the blunder. Don't, don't, don't. I was out about the town and I noticed a pickup truck. It had a sign on the side with the service I needed at my home. You know, it's a good way to advertise. You're driving around town. You have your name, what you do, maybe even a, a website. But I looking for some contact information, and there it was. I should have taken a picture. Four phone numbers. To get a free estimate, to figure it out, there were four phone numbers to call. Four phone numbers. Who needs four phone numbers? Now, I get it. There's probably a home and an office and a cell phone and maybe a receptionist. I don't know. But when you have a call to action, you need to make it as simple and as easy as possible. That is a blunder. Too hard, too many to remember. Which one do I write down? Which one do I call? Now I've got to make a decision. It's got to be simple and easy. Otherwise, the brain hits a roadblock, a brick wall. We know on the internet, for everything you ask someone to do, it decreases the compliance rate. Hello, Amazon One Click. If you see that thing, you click it. It's bought, ship, build, wrap, done, gone. And it's almost freaks you out a little bit the first time because it's done and done. Just one button. Yeah, I don't have to choose a shipping address. I don't have to choose a debit card. It's all set. It's all done. Easy, simple, simple. The more choices you give somebody, the worse it is. And check out the archives at MaximizeYourInfluence.com where I go into choices, where the more choices you have. Well, let me back up here. A couple of choices could be really good, but as you start getting past three, four, five, six choices then compliance goes way down. People say no. I told you about the one, the supermarket. They had jams and jellies on sale. Here's a sample. Here are 16. Try them out. Which one do you want? We'll give you half off. It hurts sales. But when they reduce the amount of flavors, it increased sales. All I'm saying, it might be simple and easy to you. Duh, just call one of the phone numbers. But to the consumer, the more steps, the more things you ask, the more things they have to think about, your closing numbers will go down. That's just how it is. So remember that. Your call to action, simple, easy, fast. Don't have to think about it. 
Because when you put barriers in the way, if you're going to give me something to think about it, I'm going to think about it, and I'm not going to be doing business with you. The business goes to the person who makes it simple and easy. Make it what we call a no-brainer. The decision's a no-brainer. How to do it's a no-brainer. How to get involved is a no-brainer. That is the key to great persuasion. With that, let's move on to our geeky scholarly article. I'll post these links at MaximizeYourInfluence.com under this podcast. And maybe it's not too scholarly. Maybe it's just my opinion. And someone I was coaching sent me this one of my opinions. So let me pull it up here. Now, full confession, I think everyone knows that I love my ice cream. (laughs) And this particular ice cream was from Van Leeuwen and Kraft Heinz. Their new flavor was mac and cheese flavored ice cream. Now, many of you get that little feeling inside. That's a subconscious trigger. Ooh, but let's go back to the Blunder Ninja thing. What is this? Is this a Blinja? Because on one hand, it's nasty, but on the other hand, we're kind of intrigued. we got to try it at least once. Is it good? So I'm curious to see if they sell more. And it was National Macaroni and Cheese Day, and who knew that existed and what company created that? I'll have to figure that one out. But it's mac and cheese flavored ice cream. And so on one hand, we're like, ooh, gross, it's not going to happen. But on their hand, it's like, you can alter anything once. Which when I travel overseas, Middle East, Asia, I, I don't know if I'm still going to say that, but when I start traveling again. But for the most part, I've always altered anything once. And I could give you a long list of strange food from cobra to pigeon to camel to two kidneys. You name it, I've probably tried it. But anyway, they were selling it for $12 a pint on National Macaroni and Cheese Day. And this is how they described it. This is great verbal packaging. It's one of the 12 laws of persuasion. Cool, creamy scoop of ice cream that brings the comforting, nostalgic feeling from a warm bowl of Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. (laughs) Okay, there you go. I don't know if I buy it. I'll try it. Send me a bite. I don't even know where you get it. But it's interesting that this could be a great home run. People trying it once are like, no way, I'm never going to try it. So it's kind of in the middle. In fact, I was looking up some of the worst ice cream flavors of all time. That's actually ranked. I'll post this one too. This is from the Huffington Post. <laughs> and again, maybe we'll try anything once. But food does bring a subconscious trigger. That's why green ketchup didn't do very well. That's why white margarine didn't sell well. That's why yellow plastic milk doesn't sell well, even though it lasts three days longer. So let me give you a few of them. Eggnog. Eh, Not so bad. I tried that one. Birthday blast. Tastes like cake batter. I'm okay with that. Bacon. That's kind of going out there. I guess you put a scoop on your burger. Maybe. Cotton candy. Mm, Licorice. Maybe. Garlic, I've actually tried that. There's a garlic festival down in south of San Francisco every year. So garlic ice cream, surprisingly better than you think. In fact, I was at this contest with this youth group, and they had to make something out of avocados, and we chose to make avocado ice cream, which was actually really good. And I'm not even a big avocado fan. Horseradish, uh, no. Pizza ice cream, uh, no for me. Cold sweat, I had to read about this one. Let's see, North Carolina-based ice cream, Sunny Skies. (laughs) You have to sign a waiver before you purchase this thing. It's made with some of the hottest peppers in the world. Kind of, I guess, a hot-cold relationship there. Mm, I don't know about the waiver. Lobster, probably not. Looks like it has chunks of lobster in it. I still have nightmares for my McLobster sandwich I had in Boston many years ago. Yeah, that one didn't make it. 
bubblegum. I don't mind that. I've had that one, except the bubblegum's so frozen, it breaks your teeth. And this one, I'm not sure if it's real, Viagra-laced ice cream. <laughs> and it also comes champagne-flavored, so believe it or not. <laughs> I'll post those. Careful with your subconscious triggers. It happens with food. On these articles, was this a great choice? Well, I guess we'll only know if they share the sales numbers. So that brings us to our content of the day. This is based on a series I've been doing on Persuasion IQ and a question from Andre wanting to know about how to influence without authority. Oh boy! How to persuade the persuader. How do you lead the leader? And that goes to Persuasion IQ skill number five is how do you command attention? And one of the best ways to do that is with power and authority. Now, we all know authority. I'm the boss. I'm the CEO. I'm in charge. I'm the police officer. I'm the firefighter. There are certain situations where people have authority. And we have to understand that that authority power has diminished over the years. But then there's also the concept of power. Now, people get tense when I talk about power because they think it's force. Power is different than force. It's all about your intent. Power actually creates trust. It strengthens and empowers force. Manipulation, intimidation must always be maintained and forced and warranted and proven that it exists, that you're going to use it. See, force sucks the energy out of people. We hate that when governments do that or bosses do that or do it or you're fired or do it or else or if you don't do this, I'm not going to do this type thing. But when there's true power, it encourages, it revitalizes and creates synergy and unity. It causes people to listen and obey. Force causes us to be skeptical and run. I love the author David Hawkins who said, power gives a life and energy, force takes those away. It's different. We don't mind someone that's in charge that has the power, that's leading us in the right direction, that's helping us make great decision. That's power. Power is okay. And people always make the mistake that the only power there is is authority power. And that's the first lesson I teach when I do seminars on influencing without authority is look, there's authority power. You don't have it here. Even when you deal with a prospect, you don't have authority power. You have to understand there's different forms of power. See, what happens is people feel powerless. I'm not the authority. I'm not the boss. They act powerless. They are powerless. Of course, they're not persuasive. You have to identify different types of power. And we're going to do that throughout this session today. Because you have to also understand that you only have power over a person to the extent that you control something they want. Maybe it's safety, information, rewards, freedom. Maybe it's avoids of punishment. Maybe it's being around someone they trust. I mean, charisma is even a form of power. So the way I see power, whether it be authority power or these other forms of power we'll be talking about today, is that power increases your ability to persuade and influence. It's just how it is. A police officer's uniform, a police officer's gun increases their ability to persuade. A lawyer's degree, a mechanic's knowledge, a pastor's trust. These are all forms of power that can be used. So this power is a good thing. I know we cringe, we get tense. People have abused power. People have abused charisma. This is true. Just like gravity, it's neutral. It can be used for good or bad. Now, there are different types of power. There's the negative side where we're being coercive, threats, the psychological manipulation, abusing my authority. I'm the boss. I'm the manager. Maybe people abuse reward power. Like, remember last time I did this? You have to do this. And there's legitimate good forms of power. When we think about power, because we think about power, of course, we got the negative manipulation, intimidation, threats. You have the psychological power, 
the plane leaves in an hour, or people are so bold and so confident you think they know what they're doing, or surprise and even distraction has been taught to be very persuasive when you surprise people or embarrass people. Pity power, space intimidation, or all those negative forms of psychological power. Be aware of those. I don't want to talk about those. There's other podcasts on negative forms of power. Not to use them, but to be aware of them. But let's talk about legitimate forms of power, things you can use. Charisma is a form of power. There's no doubt about it. People want to be around you. They want to be influenced by you. Trust is a form of power. When people trust you, influence is easy. Relationships are a form of power. When people like you, influence is easy. So there's other forms of power that you can have. And so when you go to influence without authority, identify your power. Is it your expertise? You know more than anybody about this project, this product, this service, whatever it is. Even if you're influencing up to the CEO, you still know more about them, about your area, your expertise, about your product. Act like it. Not in a negative, intimidating way, but realize you have power. Do not feel powerless. Remember, power increases your ability to persuade and influence. Now, we're going to put authority power aside. That is a good form of power. When you have a title or even a uniform or your position, don't discount that as a great form of power. When it's used in the right way, people do abuse it. There's no doubt when people wear a uniform, that's a form of authority power. When people are asked for contributions, you know, law enforcement or firefighters or healthcare campaigns, when they wore the uniform, like a firefighter uniform or a nurse's uniform, they receive more tips. There's no doubt about it that it works. Even your surroundings can help you with power. Where your office is set up, how big it is, the view, other characteristics be how tall you are. Yeah, most CEOs are taller than average. Is your desk cluttered? Those could all be forms of power. Let's get back to some power that maybe we have more control of. Maybe you're not the boss. Maybe you're not super tall. Maybe you don't have a deep voice. That can command more influence. But let's talk about power you can work on. Respect power. Now, this is a little bit harder to gain, but you can do this. Respect is based on the sum total of how you've conducted yourself in your professional and personal affairs. What people have seen. Have you shown respect, integrity? Do you have character when you're dealings with people? Do you keep your promises? When they know they can trust you, that you have character, it's easy. I mean, part of this is your reputation, your history. Have you been dependable? Have you shown mutual respect? Do you have a great reputation? Could all be in that category. Hopefully you're already there and you can leverage that to let people know that you have their best interest in mind. You are going to take care of them. You're going to give them your heart and soul and solve their problem. That's what great influencers do. Now be aware that people react to power in different ways. Some people just automatically follow it. Some people have to think about it and do it. And some people will resist. And I've seen trends around the world where people tend to resist power a lot more. I mean, you've seen things with police officers. Even as you get younger in the workplace with the boss, no, I don't want to. You, you kind of have to. I'm the boss. No, I don't think so. Okay. So people react differently to power. In fact, I get a call from a police force, a state police force that wants influence training. And this state had a lot of crime-ridden cities. I'm not going to point any fingers, but I'm like, you have guns and uniforms. What do you need me? They weren't working like they used to. They needed other forms of persuasion and influence. So do know this is not always automatic, especially the legitimate forms that you have not earned. So work out that legitimate power, especially the respect. Again, you can enhance that with your proven track record, your history, how you've treated them, how you've served them, how you've taken care of them. But let me give you another one that's going to be very helpful right now. And you've heard this one before, knowledge power. 
knowledge is a great form of power. Now, knowledge power is based when you're an expert on a subject, a procedure, situation. You're the expert. Act like the expert. Be the expert. Get not in an arrogant way. We love doctors or lawyers or mechanics that we can trust that are going to steer us in the right direction. But then you get the mechanics. Oh, your blinker fluid's low. Like, really? We better change it. (laughs) Okay, doesn't exist. So there are people out there, but you are the trusted one. And you want the doctor. You want to trust the doctor. You want the doctor to be an expert. So we don't mind being persuaded or accepting the data who people that are knowledgeable, that are experts in their field. It could come from education, training, other knowledge, experience, intelligence, aptitude, any of those things. And so when you are the expert, you have that special skill set, that expertise, that knowledge that other people want. And you don't have to flaunt it around. You are the expert. So when you influence up or influence anybody, get them to accept you the expert. It's not going to happen. You've got to make sure that you have the right product knowledge. Do you know about your competitors? Do you know about the industry? Do you have important titles or affiliations that you can use? Do you have access to information that they don't know? Knowledgeable about economic forecasts? You are the expert. So knowledge power, information power is one that you can use right now. When they accept you as the expert, there's little persuasion resistance. And here's the key. Let me share some research with you. I think we did this of a podcast earlier in the year when we talked about trust. When you talk about expertise, you need to teach them something new in the first four minutes. You want to grab their attention, something new, something unique, something different, something they haven't thought about. First four minutes, if this is a new prospect, a new person that you're talking to, you have less than four minutes to get them to prove to them that you know the knowledge. And sure, you could have a degree on the wall if that's appropriate. Maybe introductions appropriate. Maybe a bio is appropriate, whatever you could do to show your expertise. And that will help you build that credibility. So there you have it. Be the expert. Become the expert. Have a personal development program. Learn, grow, change yourself, change lives. It's no secret. Harvard study shows that those who are learning and growing every day, they're more optimistic, they're more enthusiastic about where they're going, what they're going to accomplish. But those who don't learn and grow every day become negative, pessimistic, and doubtful. So not only does it change your psyche, But as my early mentor, Brian Tracy says, if you get yourself to read 30 minutes a day in your field, after five years, you become a national authority in your field. Then another thing about your personal development program. Would you want to go to a brain surgeon that hadn't learned the latest styles, techniques, that's not up to speed on what's going on in their field? The same thing's true for you. Get up to speed. What you don't know will hurt you. Learn, grow, go to the seminars, find the skills, everything you want in life. Average CEO reads six books a month for a reason. Get a book of the month for your team. Get a training, get a program, whatever you need to do. It's exhilarating for the mind and you learn the skills. And as you do this, you become the expert. You feel like the expert. You are the expert. And that's when the resistance goes down. Now get the book, get the audio, get the podcast, get the webinar, get the seminar. Find a mentor, find a coach, get somebody That can take you to the next level. Because if you're not the expert, find someone who is and help them help you become the expert. Leverage the power. Remember, power increases your ability to persuade and influence. So thanks for being here. Depending on how you're downloading the podcast, hit like, subscribe. You can find us at iHeart or iTunes. Please leave a comment. Would love a rating, especially if it's good. 
Reach out to me with any questions, comments, rude remarks, jokes, anything you want to hear on the show. And especially, you want to participate in the Beta Perfect Persuasive Presentation Program where you can persuade on command, not just one people, but a group of people. Hit me up at Kurt, K-U-R-T, at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. But take something that you've learned today, apply it this week, become more influential, enhance your presence, be more credible, and go out and persuade with power.